What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Red Chill, your one-stop shop for everything, movies, TV, and everything in between. I'm your host, Rupert Root. With me, my co-host, the Ben Affleck, to my Matt Damon, a.k.a. Sharp Z. What's good, my man? What's, what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome. This is our first episode of our official news show where we will react and talk about what's been happening in entertainment media and pop culture. We are still workshopping the name for now. We're going with Root and Sharp's React to the News. <laughs> Maybe we go with Pop Pod yes. or, Ent or news, pod. news Pod, Enter the Pod. We'll think about it. <laughs> but yes, okay. so we will just discuss and see what's been going on lately in entertainment news. Um, so why don't we start and get into it and give this a shot? The first thing I got Let's for you, it. Shabs, is basically a few years ago, Martin Scorsese uh, was saying that Marvel movies were theme parks and was right. pretty critical of them in a way. So recently, there's a bunch of people in Hollywood that were being asked about Marvel and they gave their reactions. And some of them were, James Cameron was criticizing the Marvel and DC characters, actually, saying that they all lack... Uh, they all act like they're in college and saying that oh they're very juvenile in that sense um meanwhile mm -hmm. christian bale was also kind of shitting on green screen acting after the last thor movie saying that it's very lifeless and it was like destroying him he just <laughs> does not want to do that again basically um meantime two days ago they spoke to quentin tarantino and they asked him if he would ever think about directing a Marvel movie. And his response was actually that he thinks that Marvel movies are for hired guns and he is not really looking for a job. Uh, he mentioned that he thought about doing Star Trek a few years ago, but mentioned that that was because he saw the movie in theaters and thought that was really good cinema. But mm. at the same time, he also mentioned that he's not really trying to do those type of movies. He's more into close encounters of the third kind and doesn't mm. think Marvel would ever want to do a movie that, in the way that he would want to do it. But yeah, yeah. so Shabs, what, what do you think? What, what's your take on Marvel and DC movies? Uh, I think um, I, I think they're on to something. Uh, on to something. I mean, uh, given the credibility of all these guys, they're all fully legit filmmakers and, and they're used to making like actual real movies with characters and but uh, here's my thing, though. It's it, it's a little weird to have like a general sweep over all Marvel and all DC movies because a, there are, uh, I mean, I would agree with with the majority of them where a lot of them do feel formulaic. They 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 seem like they're like manufactured in uh, from a brand rather than um, uh, like like personal. Uh, uh, like a personal vision of a filmmaker, but then we also have seen that with with a uh, couple of movies, with the Guardian Galaxy, uh, the Spider Man uh, trilogy. They're all like, uh, they're all really great. They all have a lot of depth. And uh, DC has uh, movies. I mean, w w what DC movies are they referring to? Just the DC EU, just the Zack Snyder stuff, or I mean, Joker came out, which was uh, really, uh, uh, which was liked by a lot of people and i don't know uh quentin tarantino has a point because he makes really adult gritty movies and he knows what happened to guys like Ed edgar wright and other people who i think uh 
just wanted to do something of their own and then they were like um, replaced because they because the studios wanted to have their own sort of input in it and wanted them to do things like like listen to their notes a lot but i don't know man uh christian bale may have a point cuz he he did all the dark knight movies where christian nolan uh, christian nolan christopher nolan is known to shoot in like real locations so he may have a point there but uh, I, i don't know how else you would i guess you could do like a mixture of real locations and green screen maybe that's what he's referring to but uh, i don't know it's 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 a lot to digest to be honest but but for the most part i think they're all correct well i ask you this do you think superhero movies are cinema because i feel like that is since martin scorsese mm-hmm. came out and said that that has been the question because he was basically right. saying that they're not hmm. well okay so first of all we can i i think the whole uh idea of what is cinema has changed now because before you used to go watch the movies the real movies in the cinema now it's sort of become the opposite where you just go watch like visual spectacles in the cinema but if you want to watch like a, a like a real movie by like Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino I wouldn't want to watch that on in the theater I would want to watch that on like a big TV in my own house where I can like fully appreciate it and enjoy it and uh with I'm not there with like people just eating popcorn and they're just to be entertained I think there's a there's a huge difference between the two and uh yeah I mean I I think he's right from from a certain point standpoint but again we 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 would have to then start talking about what are the definitions of cinema and uh, and how it's changed over you uh you want to talk something about 50s and musicals I think the fact that he called it real movies says a lot And also I think that yeah. these people specifically if you talk about James Cameron, Martin Scorsese, mm. Martin Scorsese I feel like with the the last movie he did the the Irishman um Irishman. he like he like specifically he went for digital just because he just wanted to do something so long and mm. he's kind of joking about it. he he's kind of getting he's he's okay with the format in some ways but I know that James Cameron and Quentin Tarantino for sure would hate to hear anybody say i want to see this on a tv they make movies for the big screen but my argument here is more about i would say cinema doesn't have to just be what they're doing or what marvel is doing i i see marvel movies like i see like action movies in the 90s which we don't like right. we don't get those type of movies anymore or musicals in the 50s what you were referring to um that's something like Quentin Tarantino was saying in the interview that basically he was waiting for the fat to die he thought that in mm-hmm. 2019 it was like the 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 pinnacle for superhero movies and he expected it to end after that but it kind of didn't mm-hmm. um so he's still kind of waiting for that where i don't know if it's exactly like that i it's like it's like comparing rap to disco where like disco mm-hmm. was a fad in the like 70s early 80s and slowly died out uh rap started in the 80s and people thought it was a fad but it just kept evolving and it's still here right. and it sounds different it, it it is but it's still straight up like it's hip hop if you think about it and i think right. marvel at the moment or not even just marvel i feel 
DC, the the thing is, DC, Fox, Sony, they're a little bit more hit or miss. So that's why mm. I, I would say that like Marvel specifically, I think will be here a lot longer because it's been evolving. And I think because mm. Marvel is evolving, the other ones can still stay around because it keeps the interest so high. But yeah, my argument right. for it would just be that it it's yeah I, I know these guys specifically it was martin scorsese who called it not cinema but even calling like these characters juvenile or acting like they're in college i mean like you were saying it depends on the movie where people were actually pretty critical of uh joker if you talk to, to talk to people now where i loved it right. and at the beginning when it came out i thought everybody loved it too it sounded like it but now when people look back at it it's actually a bit mixed how people feel about that movie uh but at the same time i still think that was not a a, a juvenile character like I, that was not yeah like and same way i feel like we get that in different forms in like all these properties like maybe in marvel they like you said it's become a little formulaic but i would say at the same time like this whole phase that we've been in since t after 2019 2020 uh, it's been them being more experimental and like give them some time. Right. I think they themselves realized that, that they need to do something else. And that's why we had the last um, Doctor Strange movie done by Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. And right. we had like Shang-Chi just be like a straight up Kung Fu movie. We had Chloe Zhang uh, do her Eternals movie. Uh, you know, like they, they're like, they understand that like they're still a property. People expect something. They're, right. Like now you go into a Marvel movie with expectations where people are like, oh, you know what? It didn't move the universe further. And then that's why they don't like a movie. And so they need to be careful with that. So yeah, I, I can see why they take that time. But yeah, I would just say overall, um, I don't think I fully agree. I think Quentin, like you said, had a point. Um, I would still love for well, them like a few years would... down the line, have them like write a script, maybe don't direct it. But like write a script right. for Wolverine or Deadpool. Find like the character that you can you have a story for. And I think Marvel like they do allow it for different genres to be done with these characters. I mean, again, like uh, it's it's different for like you said, Quintarino and Martin Scorsese, I think, are should be a little separated from James Cameron. Because if you think about all the movies James Cameron made, they're all amazing, but they're not like great deep movies i mean if you think of titanic and avatar they're the most uh, one-dimensional characters the most stereotypical especially titanic which is like the most beloved movie of all time and and for for good reasons but but that's because of the filmmaking aspect of it, it when it comes to the actual characters they're the most simplistic and avatar actually has juvenile characters when it comes to the army general and the protagonist and oh my god these people are like this and these people are the evil ones and they just want to take over and they don't care that's juvenile that's how like someone who's in college would think the world exists as where these are the good people and these are the bad people and these are the the suppressed people and these are the people who are uh, evil and mean and oh there's the one good guy who's going to break free and and it's like that's what what makes me a little like chuckle a little bit where even like you you look at like aliens and and uh judgment day i guess is the only one that has some depth to its characters terminator 1 doesn't have a lot of depth it's only judgment, judgment day, day aliens my... has 
Uh, Judgment Day is my favorite James Cameron movie. I think sure. so, yeah. Same. But, yeah. So when uh, he's got True Lies and like, dude, there oh, was shit, just, yeah, like, when right, you look back at them. True Lies. That's, that's well, my, exactly. my second favorite. Wait, but once you go back and think about these movies, there, if if these same movies would exist today, like you said, they would be superhero movies, where they so, would just be super summer blockbusters. Some would be hit, some would be missed, and just like, uh, just like James Cameron made a bunch of great summer blockbuster action movies that were great because James Cameron is great. So you have to judge the Marvel movies based on who's made them. There's so many. There's like 40 movies. And there's a bunch that you mentioned where, uh, werewolf, I said, uh, Wolverine, uh, freaking Logan was amazing. That was so like, uh, uh, so much more adult themes and it, it had so much heart to it, so much emotion to it. It was well written. Spider-Man movies are great, even though they're like Spider-Man, but it's not like, uh, if you compare that to the amazing Spider-Man, there's a huge difference. So it, it, it you can't put a blanket statement. I think what Martin Scorsese said had some, weight to it because I do think of comic book movies as the big spectacle, right? Like I would want to go to a theater to watch that for sure. And and that's what I think Martin Scorsese was referring to, that that the film's biggest appeal shouldn't just be, oh, I just want to go see superheroes on a big screen fight and do superpowers. And then everything comes second. That's so, why. That's what I think he meant with it's not cinema and the fact that it's uh, it's just like a theme park ride, which is exhilarating and a, a, a lot of adrenaline based rather than heart and emotion, which is how he likes to write his characters. How I see it is just for what it was like to go to the theater, even in the 90s. Like the 90s is one of the greatest centuries for films and stuff. Like if if you think about how, what it was like to go in and like watch something, even like The Matrix, but even like back then you would go and watch something like Men in Black, and like those movies would make you like feel things. Well, I guess Men in Black is a comic book movie, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, just in general, like they they were amazing experiences uh, that like you don't get that anymore with these Marvel movies, where it's like this like. I get what they're talking about. It's a different experience. Like when Quentin Tarantino talks about going to watch Star Trek when the first one, when it comes out and then afterwards feeling like the entire cinema just experienced something. Um, like it, it's you, like, it's, it's different now where it, like it, it still is an experience for the fans, but I get how it is for somebody who's not into this, this stuff, like who doesn't care about like, for them, like also, CGI, for example, Quentin Tarantino hates to see use CGI. For example, so like for them to see a movie where like ninety percent of it is CGI, for them it just starts looking like oh, and it's shot on digital. It just makes it less and less of what they're used to. For them, they're thinking old Hollywood or old movies are dying because of right. this. Um, but but yeah. dude, a lot of that has to do so much with like you can't. Uh, this is I hate when people do these things about just comparing things from uh, previous eras to now because so much of that is the experience of you have to look at the time as it was in that moment. Like yeah. a lot of these people are from like the 40s and the 50s, dude. Like uh, the there was so such little content that anything that came out, it was like this huge experience. Like you said, watching Star Trek, I mean, you go back and watch the first Superman. The headlines were, you won't believe a man can fly. 
imagine you can't use that headline anymore and that's not the fault of the era we are in today that every there there's so much has been done and the availability of being able to watch movies on your laptops and all these kind of things the reason you talk of the 90s as like this great experience stuff it's because it was new experiences for you as a kid growing up and 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 there wasn't a lot like you had to you had to wait 3 years for a sequel because that's just how long something took today something can be uh, 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 you know brought to you within a year and and even now things take time if if you really put the time into it but 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 the whole point is like it it depends on uh, a lot of times it's just like when something comes out how, what exists at at that moment i mean star wars is just like uh, a a copy paste of a bunch of different things that already existed but star wars as a thing never existed that's why it became so great but now it's like you try to write a story like star wars you can't write something that simple cuz people will be like oh my god it's too simple and there's there weren't like a podcasters and reviewers like millions of them just just shitting on movies all the time and uh, billions of dollars being invested into it so there's so much stuff that goes into comparing that to this if you i think it's it's always fair to just like try and compare movies to movies in terms of what a good movie is rather than the experience people get from it fair um i agree and since you bring up superman i feel like that's a natural transition into our next story let us talk about our new superman who just recently is in the news because of the witcher but we never got to talk about the other big news that was maybe 2 weeks ago for big news for our resident superman lover over here number 1 henry cavill fan cavill cavill um i'm uh, going to go over cavill <laughs> but yeah oh. yeah Sorry, so I was, just, i was just getting some goodies for for this news topic henry cavill or cavill is back in the dceu officially confirmed by himself saying he will be the next superman and he will be joyous next time we see him and he'll be the happy superman that we always wanted him to be so shabs as our resident superman aficionado expert what do you think what what do you think of these news i i know that you were like over with the dceu after they were trying to get rid of him Yes. So how do you feel now that he's back? I don't think back? they were trying I don't think they were trying to get rid of him, okay? How dare you uh to say that about him? I think he wanted to leave on his own terms because he wasn't happy with the direction they were going in, all right? Maybe get your facts straight, Mr. Root. Sounds like a theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yo man, I am so happy about that. I freaking love I don't know like I know a lot of people just hated everything about Superman and Man of Steel and all the Zack Snyder stuff. and people i feel like all that hate also got uh like just uh into henry cavill as well just because he was superman and i don't think people know like how like amazing that guy is dude like uh, if you've seen interviews of him he is like he is actual superman you know uh, he's 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 so charming and he's he's like down to earth and he's always like he's super witty and uh yeah i i i love the guy so much he was so for me it was always like as growing up everybody loves superman and batman right and but as growing up i never got to see a superman movie that i could watch cuz i was like by the time 
I was like old enough to watch movies. Like the older Superman was a little too campy for me, and I was like, ah, eh, that's too like. And then I had to wait for like twenty years, not not twenty years, but like a lot of time. And then Brandon Routh showed up, and I was like, no, that's not Superman. What the hell? And uh, when I finally, uh, all I wanted was at some point after all the like, there was like forty Batman movies that came in the middle of it. And I was like, how is it possible that we still haven't gotten like a Superman movie? He's the greatest superhero, and we still ha- don't have a Superman movie. And uh, yeah, when when it happened, I was just like so happy. I love I love Man of Steel. I know it has problems. I'm I'm fine with that. But overall, everything about it is great. I always uh, wish that uh, like uh, like how you mentioned, he's gonna be joyous and stuff like that. I I always wanted. A Man of Steel two somewhere in between, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, where we could just watch him be because su- Man of Steel is all about him going from the alien to becoming Superman. Like uh, he learns from his mistakes and you know all that. He grows into the superhero, and then I was like, okay, we got like I know people are gonna hate a lot of it, but I I felt like it was a good. It, it needed to be told like that story for the new modern era. And it had a lot of themes from the the original, the John Byrne Superman reboot and the Secret Origins reboot. And so I was like, okay, great. Now let's have a Man of Steel 2 where he's just, you know, getting it, just trying to uh, have problems with Lex Luthor. And maybe we have Metallo as the villain before we get into like, oh no, Doomsday showed up. And I was like, no, that's that's too soon, dude. <laughs> too soon, Zach. <laughs> I was like, I understand that it's a continuation of Man of Steel, like the from a story standpoint, it makes sense. But I was just like, I uh, it does okay. Don't, don't, don't you make that face to me? <laughs> it totally made sense. <laughs> okay, BVS was all about the consequences of Man of Steel, and everything, all the other superheroes that were brought into it was because of that. So from a story standpoint, it made complete sense for it to continue in that direction. But you, you got something to say? Doomsday? To say it. <laughs> does it, did it have to be Doomsday? Because mm-hmm. Doomsday has such a fucking cool story, and they made it so fucking lame by making Zod. Okay, no, so no, okay, so here's the thing: Doomsday does have cool stories, but a lot of the Doomsday stories came much later. I think Zack Snyder was just trying to adapt the the Death and Return of Superman trilogy. In which Doomsday is just like a monster that just comes barreling through Earth. That's it. He's just walking through the entire planet just like barreling through forests and trees and Superman has to go fight him. Obviously, his character is like embellished upon more in like later comic books. But just from a standpoint of like, even from like, if you just look at um, Man of Steel, BVS and Justice League, that's the... The tr- the Superman trilogy of of the the death and return of Superman, where you introduced and then the fall, and then now he's back and he's he's uh, uh he's the re- return, okay, in the black suit, all right. <laughs> That's the OG with the long hair, okay, with the the long hair like this. <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the nineties Superman. That's the nineties Superman. That was so... gonna be the Nick Cage Superman. If I remember correctly, yeah, so, didn't the the Justice League, Josh Whedon's Justice League, end with him doing the whole thing, how, and and like he did the race with the Flash, which was terrible. But uh, how did it end in the the Zack Snyder Justice League? Where where was he at there? 
Well, he just comes back like a regular Superman would. I mean, like, uh, like at the end of back. the movie, like, w- what is he doing? I think he was uh, he was chilling with Lois. Oh, uh, remember he bought the bank. Yeah, he got his mom. Bruce Wayne got his mom's uh, right. house back. That's what so it was. he's just chilling with uh, his uh, with Martha. And, um, and yeah, Lois. right. That, I think back, they, they back, leave back at the there. farm. And then yeah, back at the he farm. turns into evil Superman in the flash forward. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I guess that's a better ending. I was going to to ask but you like, what would you rather have him in Metropolis doing the the classic no. ripping open the shirt? I wouldn't. Uh, no, because that that should be the ending of like Man of Steel, not of freaking. I mean, I guess you can still end it like that, but uh, uh, oh, I, I don't think saying... I don't think Zack Snyder could end it properly. I think just because of the fact that that movie was unfinished, and then he sort of like got things together. Well, and, I'm and not saying it with that whatever. that's like how should the movie end. I'm saying if now that he comes back, which ending okay. should they go with? Him in Metropolis oh. being the classic Superman. Or him on the farm uh, with Martha and Lewis. I think he's just back. It's the same thing in the end. Like, I mean, he can be back at the farm, but now he's Superman. Okay. And he's got a bunch of suits as we saw in his ship. So he can, so once he's chilling at the farm, he can go back to his uh, red and blue suit. All right. We we saw all these things, okay? Why did he have a black (laughs) suit when he came out of the water? Because uh, that's the Krypton suit. Who put it on him? Uh, he had it in the thing. Once again. Okay. Uh, since you mentioned that, why did he have it? Hold on. I, I, I got, I got uh, the receipts, okay? <laughs> I came prepared so for this. <laughs> did they bury him? No. They bur- Wait. Okay, wait. He comes out in, uh, in, in pants, right? In trousers and shirtless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where's also like, how come he was... How how come he was buried shirtless? No. Is that custom? No, he had his full suit on uh, when they well, took, took him out. And who then took, who took the suit off? Why? No, his 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 clothes and shirt just sort of blew up once he got, came back to the thing, and only his pants remained. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was powerful. I was very sad about that. I was He's very so- sad about that. He, <laughs> well, you said the pants <laughs> remain. So he's yeah. so powerful. <laughs> imagine if he just imagine if he just has the shirt and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, yeah, exactly. He got lucky. He got so <laughs> lucky. Be, there was the shirt, not the pants. So like, exactly. but like, the, he's so powerful. Situation. He's so powerful. No suit can contain him. You gotta move it a little bit yes. more to your uh, right. Oh, to my right. No. Well, the other side. Yeah, that way. And there you go. Look at that. You see that? DC Collectibles, Man of Steel, Superman yes. variant. The black variant. Look at that. Because I don't know if you remember in Man of Steel, when Zod is sort of mind controlling him and telling him all about how they plan to terraform, there's a scene of him. In the black suit, yeah, on top of the skulls. Oh, does it have the skulls? Yes. Oh, that's sick. He's standing on top of skulls. There you go. Look at that. Now I want so that's the, the Man of Steel variant. I, I want the Batman that's like drowning in the skulls. <laughs> Batman didn't drown in the skull. He drowned in the skulls. 
Oh, was it him? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. He's standing on top of the skulls and then he he's drowning in human. Yeah, my bad. Now, um, <laughs> give me Superman drowning. <laughs> this is a convention exclusive, apparently. I didn't buy it at the convention, but I bought it like after Man of Steel. Because nice. once Batman, uh, once I've uh, found out that Doomsday is going to be in uh, BVS, I immediately, I was like, oh my God, I got to get all these because I know uh, this is going to be the arc. Because I know Zack Snyder, he he loves to stay close to the comics, but he just doesn't know how to fit things together. And he doesn't know how to write a story with a, with just a, with a single, um, with a single purpose. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry guys i hope i didn't know the rapper was <laughs> i was just trying to keep it safe <laughs> hold on one second <laughs> why don't you keep talking i'll just take one second and i'll put this on the side um yeah like again for me i i like those movies i really like the Zack snyder uh justice league um i also like the director's cut of bvs Man of Steel, I thought, I liked the beginning on Krypton. And then I think once the last 40 minutes start where they're punching, it's kind of stupid fun. But there's still, I rewatched it not too long ago, before the Justice League. I rewatched all of them. And even then, then I was just like properly just like taking it in. I realized that there's a big chunk of like, it's like the first crazy enough 30 minutes on krypton it's like so long like i was like i never knew it right. i thought it was like 10 minutes but it's so freaking long that's all great and then there's a 40 minute chunk of mopey superman and he's Lewis not Lane. mopey dude he's he's trying to he's find so his mopey. way in the world he's so mopey he's not mopey he's, Bro, just, he's, like, he's walking down the street he's looking like oh god man my, where's my dog i lost him can anybody find him no he's just like uh trying to find his way in the world and he's Dude. He's an alien. He's the type of guy you tell him a joke and he's just like, that's funny. <laughs> no, okay. He, he laughed, laughed okay? He was a very Wait. nice guy. <laughs> Who did he laugh with? There you go. Well, in the beginning, they're just trying to show that he's lost, okay? That's the point. What? If he's just laughing around, they'll be like, what's wrong with this guy? He's lost and he's just laughing to himself. He's a weirdo. <laughs> not to, I mean, yeah, not to himself, <laughs> but like, you know, he... Maybe he walks by something funny and he's just like, ha, ah, that's funny. And he trips a little <laughs> bit rather than it smirks. But, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying it was very mopey. And then Lewis Lane doing her thing where, like, she shouldn't be there. Why is she allowed to do this? She's just a fucking reporter. And she's, like, doing way too much of shit that she shouldn't well, be that's doing. Well, her, that's her character. That's that's what Lois does. She's just a journalist, but she always gets herself into deep trouble because she's always yeah. trying to get the big risky story. That's That's normal. And that's why Superman, so that's, that's the reason why Superman is always, you can always have the story of Superman has to go save her because Lois got herself into trouble. Yeah, it just, it, it, she didn't even get into trouble. She was just like, yo, like, how do you find a freaking spaceship? Like, how do you follow the alien to a spaceship and nobody else on his entire base is looking? Uh, I don't know. It just overall. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how she ended up on that house ice mountain by herself in right. in the weather <laughs> where only Superman could exist. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like there was just like a bunch of stuff where like it's not that interesting, and even what's happening is kind of questionable. So then, like once the Zod shows up on the TV, that's when you're like, mm. oh, that's still like one of the sickest scenes. Like that, I'll never forget that. Like I, I think that's one of the sickest scenes in like the entire trilogy. Where, 
like maybe flash scenes in like Justice League could live up to that. But it's mm-hmm. so dope. It's such a mood. It's like a it's like a horror movie. Yeah. Where I was it, like, oh yeah, I remember Zack Snyder directed horror movies. <laughs> it reminded me. It, it's like uh, the original when when Ben Kingsley was like playing the Mandarin and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was so cool yes. at first. It's like they I, not enough people play with that scary leader yeah. trope that like I, I feel like mm-hmm. it always like even with Man of Steel they didn't do it long enough when well, they're like okay and then now it's just an alien invasion and now it's just a punching mm-hmm. of two people three people however many are in the scene right but it's a, it's hilarious especially now after all the stuff has come out about like oh they killed too many people just watching back the all the destruction but yeah well they didn't huh I mean I mean Superman didn't Oh, well, he th- he was thrown into a building inadvertently. There you go. He punched Zod he was thrown into, into a, bu- a building. He th- punched Zod into a building. But so, like so, so that's part of. But that's part of the movie, and why it's like such a big thing in BVS. Why people actually turn against him is because of these reasons. He's I mean, trying to like understand his own power. He's he, he dude. He's never had a fight with actual uh, uh, aliens. Were as as powerful or even more powerful and more and, and a lot more trained than him okay that's but, what the thing is and his emotions come into play like he has to learn how to uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> first you don't think that Zack snyder did as retro that act, like changed it retroactively because i give you this where, where is uh clark kent from where does he grow kansas up? All right. What Kansas. what when you see his Kansas farm and everything? What does it look like around him? What what is like? What what does the landscape look like? Like a like a farm. Okay, and around the farm, like does it look like how many people are around there and giant buildings where he lives in Kansas? Not many. Okay, so now if okay. Superman was a good guy, right? At mm-hmm. some point. Shouldn't he have been like, you know what? Let me grab this motherfucker and go to Kansas or somewhere where there's no people. Because it seems like we're crashing into a lot of buildings here. So so that's the thing, dude. It's easy for us to say that while watching a movie. But for the guy who's in the middle of all this and who's been called out out, out of the blue and is just getting ragdoll punched by these aliens into these things, he doesn't have... Dude, he can't even think rationally. Where he's just like, he's just like, oh my God, I'm just trying to punch and get my, there are so many scenes if you go back and watch where he's just trying to fly away and like uh, uh, Feora and that other, I forgot the big dude's name. They just grab his cape and just bring him back and just keep fighting. And then obviously the big thing about uh, when Zod's threatening his mother and he gets, he lets his emotion come into play, which brings in the theme into bvs about him loving lois lane too much and she's like i don't know if you can love me and still be superman because you're gonna get emotional and you don't and and at that moment you won't be able to control your own strength and people are going to use that against you and he learns from this so that's why i felt like obviously like it was too much for bvs but i think all these things could have been easily sort of handled in a man of steel too where Lex Luthor starts uh, turning the public against him and and all these kind of things rather than trying to make it like... Zack Snyder wanted to make it so goddamn grand that I think it was hard to actually deal. And then he wanted to include Batman in it and then Doomsday in it, Wonder Woman. And then I want to get the... I want to be the one to do the, tri- the, the trio. And uh, I, I think that's what the pro- issue was. 
I'm because in in BVS in BVS the first thing he does with Doomsday is grab him and he goes up into space, literally the first thing. Yeah, because so that's him learning from, from his. Yeah, yeah, Zach Snyder he learning. From, he he understood <laughs> Zach Snyder learning. From Zach his Snyder learning from his mistakes. <laughs> it's basically yeah, Superman was just too mopey. Had he had a little bit of like fun in between, he would have realized like you know mm. what, maybe I should save these people. But so if but, you're such a big fan of Henry Cavill, have you been watching oh, yeah, The sorry. Witcher? <laughs> hmm. Okay, no. So 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 before that, uh, let me just let me just quickly wrap up Henry Cavill as Superman. About um, so uh, like I said, now that Justice League was done, my thing was like a lot of people wanted to drop out, but my love for the DC EU was mostly based on Henry Cavill as Superman, and I was like, I know that this actor can be a great Superman. And even though I've loved Superman in all these movies, I would like for there to be a real Superman movie directed by someone like James Gunn, like, you know, a guy like that or someone or like one guy who has a writer director and he has his own vision to write a really good story for Superman. And I think Henry Cavill would be amazing. But then when Henry Cavill dropped out, my entire uh, like enthusiasm for DCU was done. But now that he's back and and now and now DC is like giving chances to good people to make films. I think I think it's going to be good for him to be in a really really good Superman uh, in a bright colorful Superman movie and I think he would do amazing and I can't wait for it. All right. Well, I'll just quickly mention what happened with The Witcher, but since you bring up James okay. Gunn, I would say we should talk about mm. that actually because I actually haven't watched The Witcher. I I just really like the games and I didn't get into the show as much. But I know he was pretty good. Uh, but basically, they're recasting him right now with Liam Hemsworth. And it's apparently, like you said, uh, he's apparently not happy with the showrunners and the direction of the show. Uh, I think some of the writers came out saying, actually, they've never read the books or played the games and they don't really care about them. And Henry and he's a Cavill, true gamer. Yeah, that that and he loves the books too. Like he, the whole yes. time when he spoke about The Witcher, he came in from the nerd point of like, he really Same loved with that Superman. Material. Yeah, so it's interesting. I, I know, that, that's uh, like, yeah, it's interesting that he's leaving for the same reasons again. Mm. You know, because but, that's why. That's why after watching his interviews, I was like, wow, this guy actually has the knowledge and is actually passionate about the character and knows so much about it. Like he, if you see his, so there's a quick story about him why it's so uh, it's easy to because right now he's like this big Superman looking guy, right? So you don't think of him as a nerd, but there's a story of him that when he was 15. He was in boarding school and his nickname was Fat Cavill because he was really short and really fat. And uh, and then he just sort of grew tall and he became like this super handsome dude who was... And while he was growing up, he was just like into plays and like, you know, into drama. So he's like a like an actor like that where he, he, he was a true nerd and he was like, he loves playing like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. And I don't know. Uh, and like a lot of PC games. So... Whenever he spoke about Superman, I was like, dude, just give him a chance to like be in a really good Superman movie. And I'm 100% sure like if he won't do it just for the paycheck, he's that type of a dude because he has so much uh, actual integrity when it comes to these characters. Sold the soul to the devil. That's what you're saying. No, he almost, well, he signed on and uh, he had, he loved Zack Snyder's vision. So th that's why I I'm like, he was signed on for that. And when he realized like, 
the I'm Justice League, that, and that's, that's what Ben how, Affleck said. That. That's how you turn from Fat Cavill to Henry Cavill. Soul the soul <laughs> to the devil. Right. It's like one of those uh, uh, ghostwriter scenes, you know. When, mm. One day his, his uh, bill is up, and then he has to work for the devil. Yeah, that's what happened. He had to work for. Wait, have you, did you watch The Witcher? <laughs> if you love, uh, no, I've of... seen, I've seen bits and I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I generally, I just think it's a crazy idea to just switch actors. I feel like that that shows. Like the only reason I even was interested in, was in that show was because of him. So I think that show is probably not going to do too well after that. But you mentioned James Gunn. Another thing in the mm -hmm. news that happened right around the time that Henry Cavill came back to Superman. James Gunn is officially the head of DC. Also, it is not the DCEU anymore. It is officially oh. the DCU. It's not the extended universe anymore. Oh, They've officially... It's wow. uh, Warner Brothers finally came out forever. DCEU is what the fans gave it because it didn't have a name. Oh. So they officially came out and it's like, this is what we're calling it, which is DCU. Mm. But yeah, so after James Gunn's success with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, apparently they're like, hey, you know, why don't you get leave Marvel? You know, you're done with your Guardians. <laughs> yes. uh, why don't you come over here and do your thing over here? And it sounds like he's officially going to be like the Kevin Feige head. It's not like they're hiring him yeah. to make more movies, which he probably will do as well. Uh, he definitely wanted to do way more with Peacemaker and even other shows mm -hmm. with characters from that. But I'm sure he'll do other things as well. But I think the idea is that he's the the Kevin Feige type that will overlook the idea of what the DCEU is supposed to be and what the these movies, yeah, the vision for these movies, for them to create a shared universe. And hopefully, like basically what they were trying to do with Zack Snyder, but they didn't realize that like Zack Snyder can't share a universe. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> what do you mean? How, like, how do you do uh, like the Zack Snyder Justice League and then watch Aquaman, and you're like, that's in the same universe. It's just like it's the same character, but have, have so little to do with each other. One is Fast and Furious, one is 300. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think that yeah. that's huge news, I think. I, I We both love James Gunn. I think you even more than yes. me, but I, I've loved everything uh, that he's done so far, from Slither all the way till Peacemaker. Peacemaker, I still think, is one of the best things he's done, period. That was mm. like incredible to just take that character and that show that show is so fucking good yeah. if anyone hasn't seen it you need to absolutely watch it but yeah uh what's your take what, what do you think james gunn is going to do with the dcu i am so excited about that i guess they replaced jeff johns who was uh the previous guy who was supposed to be the previous kevin feige type of dude and he's a f famous comic book writer. He writes a lot of... He's written... He's the guy, I think, who created the long-haired Aquaman. The badass Aquaman. And I think he was the one who officially said that it was his idea to have the Martha scene. And uh, so I'm I'm glad that they... I think I think what, what DC did or Warner Brothers did was like, oh, there's a guy like Kevin Feige. I guess we need a guy like that and we'll get an actual comic book dude. But I don't think he... Uh, was good at his job and and I think it just sort of spiraled out of control and I am so glad that they have someone smart and who can actually have a vision and carry it out in a, in a, in a, in an amazing way because 
I was so amazed by the Suicide Squad. It's it's probably my best DC movie like within the DCEU or DCU. Uh more than the even though, Justice like, League. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Cuz Justice League is like it's 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 like Justice League is more of like a personal favorite just because of everything in it. But as a movie, I think the Suicide Squad is maybe the best within this thing. Maybe the only thing better than that within the DC stuff I would say is The Dark Knight. Yeah. I actually I would say for me it would be Dark Knight. I'm I'm torn. I I think the except the last half an hour the Zack Snyder Justice League like that is a an epic movie where oh, like yeah. I I've rewatched that like three times already where I like I watched it 40 times. Yeah, it's there's like certain scenes where like I just watch that scene and stuff where I I watched the Suicide Squad also twice or three times I think and I love it for what it is and I love James Gunn's like his comedy of like shotgun comedy like a joke a minute uh it doesn't always work but it really worked in this movie I feel like and the mm. it was a, I think the difference is I would say the Justice League was a lot of fun and the best blockbuster type of movie where like I can yeah. like like you said it, it, I wouldn't even like you, I can Justice League that is something to, you can like uh, Suicide Squad, I can suggest to anybody. Dark mm. Knight, I would suggest to people who love actual like movie movies, yeah, and they don't yeah. care that much about superheroes and all that stuff, or, all big action. Yeah. Justice League, I would suggest to anybody who just loves comic books, like yes. someone who like is super into superheroes and like yeah, yeah, like I feel like the Justice League is one of the best comic book movies out there. Thank you, man. That 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 warms my heart after after the tirade that you went on, uh, just bashing Man of Steel and BVS. I'm so well, I, happy to hear it. <laughs> I, I think I didn't get to finish, but I said BVS the the, oh, the, ex, the director's cut. I did re- actually like. I hated yes, the theatrical cut. I yes, feel like it made I mean, no yes. sense. Was, yes, just like, they, they they literally edited out the parts that that joined the story together. And yeah. they're like, oh, like, and the funny thing about that is like, just, I, I know we're going a little uh, haphazard, but uh, when, when the director's cut came out, I told my brother about it and he watched it. And I was like, dude, you got to watch it. Now that movie is amazing. Like I actually even enjoyed the theatrical cut because I think I had like a bias towards it. But then when I watched the director's cut, I was like, okay, you got to watch this. And he was like, oh no, it just had the boring parts. Like, like those were only the extra parts. So I, 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 it was good for me to see it from the perception of someone who's not into comic books, but just likes Superman and Batman and wants to just watch a comic book movie. And so for him, something like the Justice League would be so much better just because there's so many action set pieces and epic things that are like so much like it's like comic book uh panels just like on the screen, which is what Watchmen was like, uh, where the characters and the story is sort of just joined like faintly joined together with like just collection of amazing visual scenes that are that are uh, for like comic book fans it's like amazing which is why the suicide squad for me just as a movie like from start to finish with characters in it and a story and everyone every character has an arc like even as comedy isn't something that i love that much because i think there there's a lot of times even in the guardians movies where it comes off a little forced and a little too predictable. 
but i think his situational comedy is so amazing and how it's like uh, perfectly uh, merged together with the story it's it's yeah uh, that's but, the only reason and like you said the dark knight is just like a more serious uh, less comic book version of that in terms of like how good a movie it is so what do you think uh, the direction will be that james gunn takes it just to wrap up the story well, Well uh, he did mention in the suicide squad that um Idris Elba put Superman in a coma with a kryptonite bullet so that's the only mention of Superman since the Justice League uh so may- maybe he starts off there maybe I don't know man there, there's cuz now we're we've opened it up with Justice League we opened it up to so much crazier shit that I don't know how you're going to just have just a man of steel movie So I'm 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 actually and and the thing with James Gunn so far what we've seen is that he does movies like amazing movies with uh, an ensemble rather than singular characters. So it'll be cool to see maybe Superman I think he's just going to be popping in and out of other people's stories and then I think at some point he might be the central figure of a Justice League uh, movie. Yeah. James Gunn Justice If, League would be crazy. It would be such dude, a crazy shift. Can you imagine that? I like, feel like people wow. would hate it just because it would be I too would, much comedy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I would yeah. be down for it, but like people be like I don't, I don't so. want a joke a minute when I'm watching the Justice League. They're like make I, a character in there funny, but not any like if you have the entire Justice League just be a bunch of clowns, it's not going to work. Yeah. What would be it's cool is but There's a game coming out called The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Now yeah. that would be fucking dope. That yes. he could do. Like he could do Justice League versus the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I like that in this one and, it's the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. That the mm. Justice League has gone evil and they have oh. no one left but the Suicide Squad to kill him. Like basically Brainiac has come and he's taken over the Justice League and then mm. it's Uh, King Shark, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and <laughs> Deadshot have to take out the Flash and uh, like Green Lantern and Superman. Everybody. Did you hear? I think Harley Quinn is also recast. Uh, really? I think Lady Gaga is going to be playing Harley Quinn now. No, is it confirmed? She's playing. She's in Joker too with uh, Walking Phoenix. I don't know. If she's confirmed as Harley oh, Quinn. Oh, really? Yeah. I think cuz cuz that's I read like a, I saw like a small image of it where Margot Robbie is commenting on Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie was like you know I'm I love it because that's I wanted to create a character just le- that's like Batman where it's like uh, you know the thing is mantle is passed to other characters and they can do their own interpretations on it so uh, I don't know yeah. I mean Harley well, uh, Margot but Margot Robbie was like Harley Quinn so yeah be, I don't know I, I don't hard think to fill those shoes I don't think I would like to Lady Gaga to be like Harley Quinn in multiple movies, but if she's Harley Quinn in the Joker, it'd be interesting. Apparently, Joker Two is going yeah. to be a musical. That's why she's in it, and she's the co-lead oh. with with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh wow! But I didn't it, know this. Well, musical. I think it's more about like there's a lot of music in it, which is like performed on stage. I think it's more. going to be like uh, Sweeney Todd. Mm, I don't actually don't Or similar think, to that. Maybe I'm not sure. The, the, he wasn't like kind of like playing around the like what, like dancing around mm. the word musical, saying that right. It, it's like the, it's about music, and there's going to mm. be long musical numbers that people are performing. 
but it might not be like straight up like in the middle of a scene they just right. everyone's singing it's more like it yeah it, like it uh the joker one was there was a lot of uh metaphorical stuff and like dream sequences yeah. and things like right. that so it, it, they could easily do things like that but yeah uh, i think that's a good wrap-up for our dc discussion and i think I'm we're getting excited. close to the end of this episode i guess just in the last 10 minutes uh, quickly sorry I didn't want to, uh, so sorry, just to last thing where I think James Gunn would have, could have a serious dark tone to the Justice League because he did direct Super, which had huge tonal shifts. So, uh, and he did uh, write Dawn of the Dead. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in where I think he could have a serious edge to his Justice League. All right. Well, that right. destroyed my natural <laughs> trying to end this but okay <laughs> i was saying last 10 minutes uh let's go for it just two last quick stories where i don't know if you have any much to say about it but we brandon fraser apparently came out and said he's down for mummy four are you down for mummy four uh i didn't know there were three i know there was one and then there was two with the rock in it the returns and, and then uh, right uh, and then there was, was there a third one yeah, the the one with was Jet Li, the Tom Cruise. No, that that's not. He's talking about the original trilogy, where in the third one, yeah. it, it's like the Dragon Emperor or something like that. It's Jet Li. Oh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea there was a third one. I don't remember <laughs> Jet also, Li. Isn't would uh, no? I know who Jet Li is, but I don't remember the that there was a Mummy three. <laughs> I thought there was just two, and then to it was be, rebooted, and to then be it, fair, was it was the worst one out of the three. So <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but yeah uh, no. Uh, no, no, come on <laughs> mummy <laughs> 3 would be pretty but starring jet lee would um, i can 100 percent guarantee would be awful <laughs> in especially if it came out like 15 20 years ago if it came out today it could be kind of fun but uh yeah uh but brent fraser man uh have you seen him lately what he looks like it would be hard for him to do mummy stuff because he's usually he's like an archaeologist i think in mummy so he's running around a lot would he be able um, to do that now? It'd be interesting his, with uh, what they what they they would do with it. He had like a pretty bad time. Apparently, he spoke out about being sexually abused in Hollywood and got blacklisted for like ten years. So he's been slowly oh on a return in the last two or he's three a, years. He's awesome in Doom Patrol. Yeah, that was like one of his returning roles, and he's been great in it. And basically, the entire internet has been behind him every time you see him. Mm. He's just so lovable and awkward that yes. like you just have to love the guy. And every time people tell him that, like, the internet loves you, he's always just like, oh, shucks. You know, like, he oh. always gets so, like, shy and everything. You're just like, oh, Brandon, you did so many other, like, <laughs> Dude, I love the first Mummy. Like, I remember, told, that's mm. one of those movies. I, agree. I remember going to the theater as a kid going to that and coming out being like, holy shit, that was a fucking yeah. movie. Right? And, like, I, I watched... Agree. I, I've I went I followed him to Monkey Bone. I even Dudley Do Right. Fucking he did the George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. I fucking loved as a kid. There's a Encino Journey Man. to the Bro. center of the earth. Dude, even that, that that was such a like that movie was not supposed to be good, but just because he's in it, and honestly, it was one of the first 3D movies, and they did like this whole stage thing where like it, it looked like they're just performing on a stage. But yeah, overall, yeah. dude, he's he was like he was killing it back then. And it's so sad to see that it ended the way it ended. And like, it's amazing to see that he's coming back now. And I honestly That's awesome. think give him whatever he needs to get back yes. to somewhere where it's like, you see Brandon Frazier on a poster, 
and you're excited about it because he was going to, like uh, there was Batwoman was supposed to come out and now with uh, HBO being bought they they got they scrapped it and they just they, no one's ever going to see this movie that's almost finished and he was going to be Firefly in it and it was part of his, the the brand connaissance fraconnaissance of Brandon Fraser coming back and like yeah it's so sad like you he was talking about it like recently making like a joke but you could tell that like, he was just like fuck no one's ever going to see what the fuck I did in that movie no That's one's going to ever it, Michael Keaton was supposed to be Batman in that movie no one's ever going to oh see Michael Keaton as Batman in a Batgirl movie that's first absurd that's one of those things where like it literally it's also one of those things the way they wrote it off People are saying there's like a good chance that like we'll never see this movie because legally they just can't anymore. So it's like, what the fuck? Maybe sometime As, in the future. Hopefully some somebody needs to leak that shit or something. I don't know. Like Someone would, will buy it at some point. I think it, the problem is they, like as a write-off, they get like save on taxes and mm. they save like a, an absurd amount like if it works like the producers were like a failure like you have it insured and you get the money back and stuff like right. there is all sorts of weird things and legal loopholes that they like to use and if it's entangled in that um it'll be pretty difficult to get it out there so there, there were some other examples of movies where like yeah we still have never seen those just because they were a write-off but yeah yeah i think it'd be cool for mummy four um there's another uh thing coming back well talks about it them coming back besides the mummy frankie muniz and brian cranston are talking about rebooting oh. malcolm in the middle what do you how, think about that how do they do that i actually so don't know. i i i never was like a huge fan of malcolm in the middle i always saw it on tv like it would be playing on tv and i was always confused by what because Malcolm himself, I, I still don't know what the exact story is. I always thought that Malcolm is supposed to be like a kid that they've adopted. And that's the funny and that's the joke of it. And and I, I never understood what was going on. And I would just I, I would just always turn it off. And Why I, did I would you like think he was Omer. adopted? Because he, he's the only one that doesn't look like he's part of the family. Because the but two that brothers, is the, story. the older one that, and the younger He's one. the smart kid in a dumb family. Right. Okay. Okay. Now I get it. <laughs> I, <guess that laughs> I think. I think that's the point. <laughs> I, just, I just. I just never knew. And and uh, uh, and Brian Cranston to me was just like I always just knew him from Seinfeld. And then uh, uh, when when it was like, dude, dude, Brian Cranston, he's playing like this guy in Breaking Bad. And uh, oh, wait, once again, my my camera's frozen. Okay, it's fine. Uh, Brian Cranston's playing this dude in Breaking Bad. You remember that dude uh, from Malcolm in the Middle? And I was like, wait, what? And I was like. Wait, wasn't isn't he the dentist in Seinfeld? And and they're like, yeah, yeah, dude, this is the same guy. I was like, okay, I guess, whatever, you know. But uh, now, obviously, it's like a huge deal because Brian Cranston is maybe the most amazing actor ever. <laughs> yeah, that's what and, I think. Uh, that yeah. that's the interesting thing about it. Where I don't know what Frankie Muniz did in the meantime. Where I I thought mm. I liked those spy movies as a kid too. Agent he, Cody Banks or something like that. Yeah, I was like, he was all right in that. It was, it was okay. I don't know why, why he just disappeared <laughs> after that. But Brian Cranston to go back to that now, be yeah. kind of fun. I'm like, but it's like, he, he was said such so like a plain shit. character though. Can we get? I I said he was like such a plain character though in that in. But the he was, Malcolm in the middle. So was so outlandish. I don't know if you ever seen some oh, of the okay. shit he did on that no, show. No. Like it was pretty no, crazy. No. 
So just to okay. see like now serious Brian Cranston come back. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's just like it's just a random thing, like Malcolm out of, in the middle out of all things. It seems like Frankie Muniz and Brian Cranston are the, the two people that really want this and nobody else asked mm. for this. But hey, that's so weird yeah <laughs> if it happens uh it'd be just a fun experiment it was like roseanne yeah. coming back does it work it didn't mm. but you never know maybe it does but, but yeah. is amazing so maybe it'll work right yeah i feel like he could yeah. make anything work but yeah i think that this is a I good agree. place to end the show right at the one hour mark um Ooh. that's our first episode of root and Shaps react to the news uh working title wip um news pod New pop pod pop pod inside the pod no <laughs> enter the pod okay anyways pod. <laughs> um yeah we will try to do this more often as things happen as we were mentioning um we'll probably start doing a gaming news show as well where i take shabs on a journey into the gaming world as uh he's shabs a little bit new <laughs> no maybe like uh teaching the nuke or something like that we, we, mm. we work on the title we don't do that now but yeah um look out for the next episode and uh we'll see you next time in the meantime shops why don't you take us out thanks for tuning in guys i hope we were good at this and uh we're really looking forward this was super fun for us to do to just like uh get away from uh not get away but just like just do something different from the shows and stuff and just to talk about stuff that we just kind of want to talk about uh about about stuff we really enjoy and i and i hope you guys enjoyed it uh let us know if you have any feedback let us know if there's topics you want to talk uh you want us uh, us to talk about because it's it's tough for us to find topics as well so if you guys maybe email us leave comments about stuff uh you guys want to talk about maybe we'll compile a list of topics and do pods on that as well and other than that catch us on youtube we've we're putting up uh we're starting to put up video pods on spotify as well so you can check that out there we have clips and highlights on youtube going up soon uh check us out uh, audio stuff on uh, amazon music apple pod itunes uh give us a five star rating if you can and uh keep tuning in guys happy endings and tiktok i was going to say <laughs> Oh, TikTok. Is that, I thought you were saying timeout. I, I, like, I, like, I realized I thought, when I did it. I was like, oh, shit, that's a timeout. This, this, yeah, this is why you need to learn about sports. Oh, You're going to teach me gaming and I'll learn you. I'll teach you about sports. See, that's the problem. I, I didn't know. I, I don't yeah. play sports. I thought, I thought you were saying, dude, timeout. You're doing too much. I was like, okay, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Check us uh, out on yeah. TikTok and peace till next time. Peace out, guys. I uh, hope catch you on the next one.